To begin Sharon's episode, I'm going to tell a joke that she came up with. There's some root vegetables on the street asking for change. And a person walks by and doesn't give any, and the one root vegetable pushes him. And so the carrot turns to him and says, hey, why did you do that? And the root vegetable says, because I'm the root of Bega. <laughs> if you know Sharon, you know and love her. And if you don't know Sharon, then you need to know and love her. Because chances are she loves you. Sharon brings various worlds together. She connects people to each other. Her art, her fashion, her humor is bar none. Is that the saying or par for the course? It's bar none and par for the course. In regards to her fashion sense, which I would say is the best of anyone I know. She has the best fashion and style of all my friends. I remember there was once when she was in Tucson, she was leaving, going away. So we went out to have dinner with her and a few of us thought, okay, well, we're going to have dinner with Sharon. She's going to be dressed well. Let's, let's really outdo her. Let's, let's like dress so cool. We're going to have this, these amazing outfits thinking that, you know, we're going to, we're going to win this one. We're going to dress cooler than Sharon. Well, we did not. We lost because somehow Sharon beat us. She came to dinner with this amazing like marching band top with all these things she had sewn on it. And I don't know. It was just incredible. It was too cool. It was too cool to even see. I couldn't even, I couldn't even look. My brain couldn't even compute the level of coolness that Sharon was exuding. There you go. She's a cool cat. Mm, she's, she's cooler than a cat. She's a, she's an ice lion. I'm so happy to see her and I'm, I'm just always laugh. We always have a fun time. It's so nice with a friend. You know the friends. You have them. They just you just jump in, just dive right in, just pick right up, and uh, and you have all these great memories to kind of just fall into, be held by, and allow that to carry the conversation forward into uncharted territory, which is fun with friends. Fun with friends is where we're heading on today's episode with Sharon Curley and the Bradford Trojan and Friends podcast. It's always so exciting when record button gets hit. Did you hit it? I did. I hit it. I actually tapped it. Well, I I could if I punched it. I punched my trackpad. A gentle hit. I just punched my trackpad really hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that it's on to make sure it was extra on. <laughs> yeah. I got extra on things to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying before we started, this is like the showcase showdown with Sharon that you, everybody wins <laughs> because, <Yeah. laughs> because you're here. Sure. 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 Here I am. Here you are. You're yeah. in Philly right now. Yep. At your cool place that is like, you know, this is where it, it would really pay to have video for me, but I'm seeing this, you know, you just always have such an amazing aesthetic and, um, you know, everything just looks so cool and decked out. And look at this. I get to see your veggie tattoos. Oh, yeah. Your, what do we have here? So Sharon has these vegetables tattooed on her arm on the left bicep and upper arm it's my food arm it's your food arm <laughs> i have uh this carrot and your agri this agriculture arm <laughs> we're drawn by our friend scott mcmicken he drew both of these yes um and then our friend sharon moon drew this and tattooed it on me she also tattooed this and she tattooed these sushis which were drawn by my friend colin holloway i don't know if you know him he's great mm. he's an amazing artist oh cool um then I've got the soup is good food tattooed by my friend yes. Lita Gray, which yeah. is good because it works in the whole um, food thing. But it's also my favorite Dead Kennedy song. There we We've go. We've got a, a guy in a fish tank. See what <laughs> I did there? <laughs> Interesting. The tables have turned. Yeah, that's by my friend Emil. And then I have this ice cream cone you probably can't see. And this this one I drew. It's oh, an apple. Apple with, with a little worm going through. Yeah, it's like supposed to be a play on like the mom, like when people get mom, mom. with the banner and the <laughs> dagger. This is an apple with a worm, and it says apple. <laughs> that is fantastic. Food. Mom, <laughs> mudda, 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 please. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, I live near gosh. the Mudda Museum here in Philly. You live near there? Yeah, I'm at. I'm. I'm. Uh, let's see. That's on Second in Washington. So I'm. One two two blocks away from it. Really, I didn't know yeah. you were that close. Yeah, in Queen Village. Yeah, super close Wait. to South Street. Wait a second. Did they move it? The Mutter Museum. Oh, I I see what I did there. I knew the Mummer Museum. The Mummer Museum. Well, the you know what? Museum this is in the same place in like by Rittenhouse. But this is perfect because I think we should talk about what those two th museums are. Okay. Because, so the Mummers, for people that don't know, because there's people that are not from Philly. Mummers are these, like, how, how would you describe the Mummers? Well, I would, I always preface it with saying that New Year's Day in Philadelphia is, like, our one day that would be whatever Mardi Gras is in New Orleans, mm -hmm. where it's debaucherous, you can do whatever you want, and it starts at, like, 7 a.m. There, They block off Broad Street. It's much smaller now. It's from Washington to City Hall. It used to be all the way down by the stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just these mostly South Philly, Italian or Irish white men that dress up in these elaborate crazy outfits and there's like the fancy brigade the front like they all have they're all brigades and they play like wind instruments they play there's a string section there's a wind section and they just dance around and they do what's called the mummer strut yes you know and people just go out and they drink all day the cops don't care and that is also the only day of the year that second street 
is called Two Street. And that's where everybody ends up later till late night. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you don't party like that. I know. I don't. It's a mess there. It's like, (laughs) remember that, um, what was it for? There was like, was it Cinco de Mayo or like, there was that riot on like crazy, like on yes. South Street with that me you, and Dana Fidelity. Yes, that right. I remember that. That was in like 2001 or 2000. And it was yes. the crazy. Yes, it was Cinco yes. de Mayo. Minus the violence. That's mm-hmm. what Two Street is like. Gotcha. Everyone <laughs> is that messed up, but they all love each other on, yeah. on that day. They're just like hugging and kissing and like it's, they know your mom and your cousin and whatever. It, it's, quite, it's quite beautiful. It's an amazing place. And so that, and you can go to the museum there if you're in Philly. It's an really mm-hmm. rad, cool, like very elaborate decorative, decorative costumes. Now on the, yeah. One of our friends got married there. One of our friends got married there. At the Mummer Museum. <laughs> whose name I won't say. He likes to be private. <laughs> well, he had his reception there. He had his reception there. That's true. Him and his wife. And and uh, it was, I didn't go to that, but I met afterwards at the bar. We'll just call him Frank M. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to call him F. McElroy. <laughs> oh, that was amazing, too, because I was back there for that. And it was quite an extraordinary experience mm-hmm. um, being there for that. That was the only time I've been there, actually, at the museum. Um, and now, so the darker side, the Mütter Museum. It's funny how close they are. Mummer, Mütter, Mummer, the Mütter yeah. Museum down near Rittenhouse Square. And that is, I think, have we been there together? Did we go together once? Or I think went? that we did, yeah. It's also like called the um, Museum of the like college of Phys- Physicians College or something. Yes. Because it also, it's like, I believe linked to Penn or Penn Medicine or something. Yes. And it, yes. it's where they show on display actual human remains that were diseased, deformed. Um, my one of my girlfriends, Meredith, is the uh, like gosh, I don't I don't want to say the wrong thing and I feel bad that I don't actually know her title, but I think it's like changed, but she works there and has put on actually Interestingly enough, in February of last year, right before the COVID pandemic, mm. they had a um, an exhibit called Spit Spreads Death. And it was about the Spanish what? flu. And I went there and saw, I'm going to forget the name of the movie. I mean, I am forgetting it. Um, it's by the guy who did Nosferatu. Oh. oh, I forget what it's called. But anyway, it's a silent film and they had a live orchestra. It was so awesome because that building is so old and cool. And it was just interesting because it happened, you know, when it did. Well, I saw that and then this happened like another pandemic. But yeah. yeah, it was really cool. And that museum is just, I think that we did go there together. And we probably like could have gotten kicked out if we did. because we <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. It's an insane place. That's like people's drawers were of like, this is what people have swallowed and and ingested and just all kinds yeah. of weird, weird, weird stuff. Pretty, pretty nutty pretty nutty place dark darker our like silliness probably could have gotten us i just had a memory of when we went to see brokeback mountain together i was thinking about it in the drive earlier oh my god and you like had we got some chocolate mousse and it was like a very silent sort of serious part in the movie where a moose appeared and you said out loud right then 
Do you want some of this chocolate mousse or something like that? And then we couldn't stop laughing. It was like the wrong time to be laughing. It was super tense, super dramatic, intense. So oh many good God. laughs with you, Bradford. Oh, like, you too. And more to come. It's and more to come indeed. Yes. And it's just so nice that like we have a very similar um yeah, very similar humor. I you know, I, I wanna also like front load this episode that um because I haven't I didn't say this in the intro, but we are two days apart in birth, same year, nineteen eighty, both Aquarians. And I think that says something. That's Im- that's important for people to understand that there's a there's a very closeness. We're both born in the same in Philly. You were born in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Philly. Yeah. So like two days apart. And sometimes like I, I remember this because we always, you know, we're celebrating we've had birthday celebrations together and um it's like we were literally I was in the hospital two days before you and then your mom came in two days yeah. later and had you. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Same yeah. same year. And we both have great moms. And we've got great mothers. Mothers. Um, <laughs> we also have some sort of like Maybe not so much anymore. I don't know. Maybe we're just not like in touch well, because, anymore. Well, because the, I, I would say because we don't have a landline anymore. I'm going to blame it on cyber cellular. That or, could be. We used to have such a like psychic connection. Like we would have yeah. dreams about each other and tell the other person and it would be like something so relevant. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember the craziest one of all was not a dream. It was um, the Dr. Dog was on tour and I just come back from visiting you guys and I was thinking to myself and I was saying out loud on the phone to Scott, I want to go back for like two months or something. And, you know, he was like away all the time and so supportive. He's like, yeah, do it. And while I was on the phone with him, you called and I was like, yes. that's weird. and then I called you back and you were like, I have a proposition. Amanda and I would like to invite you to come stay with us for two months. Exactly the conversation I was having. <laughs> that was like the most fascinating one to me, I think, of all of them. That was a big one. Yeah. I remember that I I do I clearly remember that one. I remember others that were just sprinkled in where it'd be, even be like picking up the phone and you're there or like you know yeah. just like oh it's Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's that's amazing. And it, again, I I think the the landline um it's just lended, you know, it's so easy. You just do that and it's mm-hmm. there you are. There's the person right there on the other end. So we I have that. Remember- Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I, when I was um, Marco Poloing with you earlier, I, re- I just remembered like, I have your, we're both really good with memorizing numbers, and I have your phone number memorized from how often I called you. <laughs> and I even remember like the guitar sound in it. And then it was like, hi, this is Dr. Trojan. You have reached, and then your phone number, which I won't say on air, but I have it memorized. 555 <laughs> Yeah. Um, I can write it down and let me know if I'm right. Okay. I'll show it to you. Yeah, this will be great. This will be said. This is a good like, uh, folks. We're doing a little bit of a one of the kind of an ESP uh, para parapsychology parapsychological study right now. That is correct. That is correct. She wrote down the exact number for all you uh, <laughs> skeptics out there. That was the that one. That was attached to your flip phone until about three weeks oh, ago. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I know I missed my flip phone. Had it finally caved in almost a year. It's been almost a year without my flippy. Uh-oh. 
but I just did, I just did a movie and I had to, um, I had to, they wanted the flip. So I brought it out kind of like a, and as a prop and it still turned on and everything. And I was just like, I had to do some of the sounds and it's like, Oh, I remember this. It feels like so long. We had a, remember we had a, um, a race text once. Cause I was like, that's going to be so long. And you finished at the same exact time. if not before me. It was in a scene. It was in a mom. scene. I remember, yeah, the the, the race te- text racing. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, those good old days in a scene. A scene, such a big part of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, what's that? That's where I shop mostly. Oh god, right it's so corner. good! It's so no, good. Was, well, you know, they don't have the hot bar. They haven't had it since it, like, since the pandemic. I guess it's not like as safe or whatever. But even before yeah. that. I didn't go ever since Dave stopped cooking there. I think that was his oh, name, right? Dave Parker. Dave, yeah, yeah. He was Which the man. Is, he came up in the, uh, from the episode with Ben, Ben Smith. We talked oh, about that's the, right. uh, you didn't ben. Of Dave Parker. Yeah. Good buddies. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I, I've said this in that show, but I just remember what really got me with Dave is how incredible his cooking was. And mm-hmm. like the energy he was putting into the food at a scene, which is this amazing macrobiotic market and cafe not as good anymore but like he um once it was in the back we were talking and he was just like smiling and like just did a standing flip in midair and like just stood there and flipped and then landed i was like what just happened here this is this dude yeah amazing was it me you and him or maybe we met him there did we did you go to ben's like what was like when he was graduating from PAFA, there was a little ceremony. It wasn't for the graduation. It was like some uh, project. Yes, and it was when yes. he was getting really into like uh, metaphysics and shamanism and all that stuff. And we mm-hmm. went to it and it was like, like, I think we just laughed the whole time because we can't not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was actually really good. <laughs> especially in, especially in social situations. <laughs> But yeah. Sharon and Brad were in like in a morgue. Or <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the best time of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So you um, but let's take people back down a little down memory lane a little further, Sharshar, and tell me where you grew up. Um, I grew up in Upper Darby, which is near 69th Street, in right outside of Philadelphia. When I grew, when I was growing up, we had a two one five area code, and we thought we lived in Philadelphia, and then <laughs> later found out we didn't. <laughs> um, but my, you know, my dad is just like such a Philly dude that it just seemed that way. Um, yeah. And his family lived in Philly and stuff. But so I'm actually from Upper Darby, um, where a lot of our mutual friends are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've lived in Philly with the exceptions of the times I've moved away, which so I've, I think in 99, I moved to Philly. And then I've also lived in New York for a little bit in Brooklyn, Williamsburg. And then I lived with you for the year of 2000, pretty much the whole year. And then in Tucson again from 2012 to 2015 with an interval of, I thought it was shorter than this, but Jesse says it was six months in LA. I feel like I was there for really? less Huh. He said six months. I was like, I feel like it was three or four, but he was like, no, it was six months. And I believe everything Jesse says. So I believe Jesse there. When he's right, he's right. He was, yeah. When you're right, you're right, right, right. 
Um, and so I remember, yeah, I met you in Westchester or Philly. Well, because I was also bouncing around a lot during those mm-hmm. years back. There was the Westchester to Philadelphia connection um, that was happening and just kind of like, um, I mean, the music scene was huge. So there's there's obviously like, it would be remiss in talking about fact that yeah music was a big part of just bringing a lot of folks together and i mean i'll say this you were uh um you were a glue (laughs) you're a glue sharon that um (laughs) that can hold a lot of things together and a lot of bringing a lot of people together i this is like really important to talk about i think right away you know fast <laughs> fast drying quick quick dry quick drying friends everybody love each other it'll be great <laughs> <laughs> well there's something about this that i think is really fascinating that i relate to with you is that we both have this th- and i i'm gonna br- i bring this about i'm not like a huge um uh i don't know a lot about astrology as far as you know the signs but i know enough about aquarians and the aquarians in my life who are very like connected and dialed in to pop culture um mm-hmm. just what's happening you know what's mm-hmm. happening now and you're definitely one of those that is able to like you know let's have a party let's do this let's meet let's like everyone kind of like hang out and get to know each other and connect connect the dots connect the people mm-hmm. Do you feel like you were all that was always the case, or is it like for you? Do you know you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think it's I don't know. My family is pretty big, like my extended family, and I think also growing up with three brothers, like pretty far in age, but in such a small house, like it was a three bedroom house with me. I like, I always shared a room with a brother until I was like 19 years old. Wow. And then my folks had a room. I was in, I was in a top bunk, like my senior year of high school, you know? Um, <laughs> and so there was no room for like, I mean, my older brother and I are so close in age and the fight, we were getting like physical fights, you know, like, and then there was just no room for like being mad at each other. So like forgiveness was like, you had to do it and then mm-hmm. just like get along. And so I feel like that, bringing that into my like life is that I just thought that's how things I'm just like, but you guys will love each other. Cause that's how it has to be, you know, <laughs> but also I feel like I'm a little bit better at it. Like, I mean, yes. some of the people I can think of, like, you know, I helped with Andrew and Eliza and look, they're like this amazing magical couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, I don't, you know, star, right. Do you know? Yeah. Star? She lives in, so star she and Ryan. Lives in Right. I was like, you should know yeah. Ryan. He's just a guy about town and they've been together for like five years and stuff. So I feel like there's sometimes I do. When I introduced you to like the Moynihan's, I was like, this uh, is going to be. I was just going to say that. Connection. Like yeah. everything they were into, you were into, but no one else we were hanging out with mm-hmm. was into it. Like in like the Westchester Dr. Dog world, like those guys were maybe open to it, but they weren't. You were like starting every show reading like books from the Hollow Earth. <laughs> And polishing your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you love me polishing my guitar. I haven't polished it in a while. I feel bad. You I would polish my guitar. I still have the red one and I still uh, ha- I have the polish. I mean, I do polish it, but yeah. um, 
I would polish it a lot, and Sharon would take notice that I would polish Before it. Before the real show, well. that's what you would take it out yeah. of the table, be out there polishing it, and then like open up a book with some <laughs> like cool like conspiracy theory or something, and like read from it, and then play like punk music. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. The, it's uh, funny to think then I was like, he's so weird. And like, that's why I was like so attracted to you because I liked all these things, you know, mm-hmm. but like looking back, it's like, you were so cool. Like it, was, it wasn't <laughs> oh. weird that you did that or like, you were just like, you had this little character about you that was like, I'm getting on stage, I'm polishing my guitar and it's going to look good. And then I'm going to like spit all over it while I'm dancing around <laughs> and polish and, it next time. And then I'll polish <laughs> it again and too. make it spick and span. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is funny how that, yeah, that, <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. That's a nice, that's a nice compliment. I'm taking that in and, and you, and you are, yeah, coming back here with this, like, you know, um, matchmaking, you know, I, whether it's romantic relationships or friends and, um, and I really, I dig it. I relate to that too, as far as like, I, I, there might be something about us Aquarians in, in our year is just like, you know, you want people to get be together. And, you know, I, I like that. I like when people connect and, and meet. Um, and you do have that. It's interesting to hear that. Like there wasn't room for that. It wasn't room for people just not getting along. It's like, no, you got to get along. This is like, and I think that's really important too. And like, well, at the time, even the scene, you know, there's like there's mm-hmm. disparate parts and people and like, you know, it's like, well, we're doing this thing here. We're doing this. We don't really interact, but like, why not? I mean, we should, yeah. we should be able to be friends and have this more fluid kind of movement and, um, not as insular. And, um, I think that did happen from you coming in and, and getting to, you know, put these pieces together for sure. Yeah. It's funny. Like one of the, one of my favorite examples of that is the fact that Beaver has been in me without you for like 10 years and now I hear about like those like my oldest like the Weiss is my oldest friends like he's the one who tells me about them oh. and I'm like but you like it's it still like fascinates me sometimes you know yeah um and I think it's so cool that that worked out that way you know because like of course they should all love each other they're all like super funny and yeah they're weird yeah I think when I first met the the like new planet crew um I think Jesse was like a little hesitant because I would like, they were these very serious, um, like little, they had their little crew and they were literally used to say that they were the one percentile. Like they were the smartest. And I was just like, I love this. I want to be part of that, you know? And I would like go to making time and then I would like somehow make it to their house at like two in the morning, drunk off my ass. And he was just like, why do you want to be here? And I remember one time he was like, you just want to like, I forget the comment, but it was something about me listening to the makeup. And I was like, what is it? I actually didn't know who they were. And I was like going to make it. <laughs> I just like dancing. But I think, I think that comment like was him just like, wait, what is going on here? Like, yeah, she, she's just like comes here and likes us, but she's like part of this world that we want to hate, you know? Right. Right, right, but it was, but you bridged it. You bridged yeah. it because I was then like, they you love me. <laughs> <laughs> and now Jesse's like my spirit animal. Oh my, oh my gosh. Oh, those guys are so wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, 
big, big assortment of people. And then you did it in Tucson too. I mean, there was, there was also just more, more, more of that extension of connections, but, um, but back in, back in the day. So like around that time, this is like late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and just like being in, um, being in the Westchester and Philly area, what's your memories of that? What do you, what do you feel like stands out for you? in that time frame? Um, I remember like, uh, well, actually I just visited Lee. And one of the things that I remember mostly from that time is Damien and how much we all like loved him. And I really, you know, I wish things would have worked out differently with him for all of us and for him too. But he, I just remember like his energy, it was so strong with everybody, you know, like he, he was kind of like, he infiltrated his way into like everything. And, uh-huh. I remember going to party at 321 when I was still in college, which I dropped out when I was 19. So it was probably 99. And uh, I met Margaret and they, she was already dating Damien at the time. And uh, Margaret, I was like this little goth girl who just like won't stop making me laugh. I was like, I need to be around her, you know? She's so great. Yeah. So wonderful. What an awesome person. I know. Um, but I remember like, he sort of had a lot of influence on a lot of us back then. And I just remember, so that was like one thing that I've, that has been on my mind lately about that time, I should say. But I just remember that time for all of us was like our levels of creativity and like our pure joy of like sharing that with each other and experiencing that with each other. I felt like was like when all the guys lived up in Fairmount, remember that little house on like the second? Yeah, floor? right near the art museum there. Yeah, like the stuff, like the entire Beer Can Chicken album was made there. Like right. everything, there was just something was always happening. And I remember like Toby was doing his um, apprenticeship or in apprenticeship for the Luthier oh, up in right. New York. Yes. And so he wasn't there as much. And then when he would come back, it was like, Oh, you know this is going to be a good weekend. Yeah. Like around us, and then Sarah would be there too, which would be nice for me because there wasn't a lot of like feminine energy, and she's like so nice and cool. Yeah. Um, but that time, person. like, I think I was the only one who, I think Andrew like left the house and went to school or work or something, and I went to work. But the rest of them, it would just be like going to that gas station and buying cigarettes, and then us all hanging out there like all the time. Yeah. Everybody just wanted to like make art and play music. Yeah. Like how many shows do you think you played at the Kyber? You know? A lot. Yeah. There was there was just so much happening then during that period of time where it was like the Kyber, the fire, sometimes fire. a North Star bar, and just very active. It was like very just buzzing and everybody like feeding off of each other, which was so yeah. nice. Like, you know, that that energy, which is I think really important for creativity i mean i don't do I, I think you relate to that i need people around to be you know like kind of yeah. feeding off of and collaborating and just or just being near it you know it's like that mm -hmm. is just part of that that uh that creative process and so yeah it was just like such a cool hub there and like you said beer can chickens there you know they're recording that there's like all these things which are now like you know classics in the in the you know uh, <laughs> especially for us always but it was like yeah. you know then there's people that now know what that is and it's like oh yeah this was yeah. just like you know, damien he's right over there doing this and um you guys also like with the music what i loved about that time is like if somebody couldn't play a show 
it was always like a band that knew like if somebody couldn't play in like raccoon like you could easily just play that night with them or something you know what i mean like you guys all knew each other's songs and like yeah I, I feel like there was just such a like awesome that crew in particular with the music i feel like was like traffic jam raccoon dr dog i feel like was such a inspiring like it really gave me like so much energy to want to like see you guys yeah. do that you know it's like super inspiring back then yeah i i fully agree you know and that's obviously i've had a lot of the guys on from um from that period and it's been mm-hmm. really neat to explore that and uh you know just see the different things that have come up from them uh from from that that time period and how special it was i mean it's like i and the question comes up like, well, did everyone experience this, you know, at their, those years of life and, uh, you know, you're like early twenties and I, I mean, probably there's some level of it, but it really is, a, it really was a special, uh, moment, especially, I think, I think, I think so. especially in Philly, like I'm saying with you guys, cause that was like my most inspiration at the time, but then mm. also like then becoming friends with like the new planet crew. And then also coming from like that upper Darby crew, you know, like there was just so much. And then all the people that I didn't know, or there was so much going on and there was always like good music to see. Yeah. And becoming friends with the teeth and like their music, like all that kind of stuff was just so overwhelmingly cool. And, and everybody was friends. Like, remember that? Like everybody was friends. It was so beautiful. I know. And that part there, everyone being friends. I mean, here we go, right? This is the name of the show, Bradford Trojan and Friends. It's like, these are all these great people who are just friends and like, um, well, extenuating circumstances from recent year, but like beyond that, which is just in my head, like I can't ever shake this right now is the fact that this was like pre-internet. And I, I, this keeps coming up in shows is like something about pre social media and internet. Yes. That was like, we, how do we get back to that? Do we get back to that? There's something about yeah. it that was more spontaneous yeah. and more like you had to hang out with this person. You couldn't just have this quick fix of seeing them right on your app. And then like you had to go see them. You had to hang you had out. You had to figure out how. Yeah. How are you going to see them? You have to figure that out. And it was like so fun. You like used your brain. It wasn't just like going on the internet and being like, I hope they like my picture or something. You know what I mean? Or I hope they respond. It was like, you know, like if I had a crush on you back in the day, I could just like go to where I knew you hung up flyers or like near (laughs) the place I knew you would play. And then I would go to your shows and then in real life, see you not just like keep looking at your photos, but being like, oh, my God, you know what I mean? Like the way that you could do that back then, I think was so. Yeah, it's I feel yeah. like we sound like funny to say that, but it's such a different time. It really is. It is. It is different. It, I know. I know it sounds funny, but I'm, I think I'm just kind of obsessed with this right now. And like things weren't as curated and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I could I think I could go down a of a pretty wild vortex with this topic, mm-hmm. uh, but I won't, but like it's there. And <laughs> yeah. I will say that every time Rob and I go away, like if it's just the two of us, well, last year for my birthday, we went to World's End State Park. Did you ever go there? Mm-mm. 
I feel like I learned about it from Toby and Sarah. And then I've gone a few times um, and it had been so long. And last year I really wanted, it like doesn't snow in Philly that much. Actually this past year it snowed a lot on your birthday and Ooh, around there. Groundhog. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to see snow. So I was like, this is a place it's far enough away and there's no service oh. at all, which I didn't know because when I went there before, I didn't even have a cell phone. I don't think the last time I was there. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was really nice. Like, luckily, I, I did not know that. And I brought my, I just figured I could do like music from my phone. And luckily, Rob brought his iPod. But yes. it was so nice that now every time I'm just always like, Rob, look, for my birthday this year, we got an Airbnb. And I was like, we should just pretend like it's last year where we just like don't use our phone. And we don't. But then I ended up having a really bad allergies and we had to cut it short. And we just got there, watched a movie, which is exactly what I didn't want to do. And then left the next day, like in the morning, <laughs> I just couldn't, my allergies are too bad. Yeah. The allergies. Yeah. It's, it's something that, um, <laughs> well, Hey, you know what? People can reach me offline on this topic and literally offline. Um, <laughs> neener, neener. Um, yeah. Off, yeah. Off, offline. Off, offline. Just kidding. Cause you said you could hear it. <laughs> it's it's weird yeah could just call me at 555 call me an old number again um it's uh yeah it's you such know, a good voice for this thanks sharon when i listen to them i'm just like man this is the podcast guy yeah, you know like dude. you really have a good voice for it <laughs> i did watch that movie i forgot what it's called the uh like comic book one Oh, Revenge of Zoe. Did you, yeah. did you get through it all? Yeah. You got through yeah, it all? Rob and I watched the whole thing. And like, yeah, it wasn't the best movie, you know, but like, yeah. it's also a low budget. So like, it was, I wasn't like, you know, yeah. anything. you got to have this. It was just so brother. awesome to see you like in this element that I don't often get to see you in. You yeah, know, I've, yeah. I've never like really, I experience you as a musician, as an artist. Like, I don't know if you've ever talked about your drawings on here and how amazing they are and how I'm obsessed, but. Oh, thank you. Um, I, ha I haven't. They're so but great. You like animals and stuff. Um, <laughs> I love it. But, you know, but the acting is something that I haven't really like seen a lot of in a, at least a long time, not since you were doing theater, which yeah. was here in Philly. Um, which was awesome every time you did it. And um, yeah, so it was really cool to see it. And like, uh, honestly, um, and I hope if the other people that were in it listen to this, they're not offended, but I did think that you were the best actor in it. Well, shucks. Hopefully you're not offended, <laughs> cast and crew. Um, <laughs> and that might have been because I was paying more attention to you, but... I did yeah. like I was paying attention to it. I was like, man, Brad's good at this. You know, like Thanks. you played a drunk person. You've like never been drunk. I know. I've never. I literally yeah. haven't. I've never yeah. been that drunk. I know. I told Brad. <laughs> I, I told Brad. I told Rob that when we were watching it, and he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, wow. I know. I've never got. I, well, you know, I've never gotten sick. I've never. I never like drank enough to get sick. Um, I, I drank some to like feel a little weird. Never had a hangover. I just could never mm. get to that point of like I am like sloshed i can't yeah. do that. i'm actually having a little bit of white wine right now oh well, um, it's, it's and, five o'clock somewhere like, it's actually where you are that's <laughs> it's after five <laughs> i know i um but like yeah i can't really like hang anymore with that kind of stuff but yeah um hangovers and stuff but i do remember when you were living with me 
I hadn't drank for what was it like five or six years, and I w- we went to see Ariel Pink, but he didn't play. This is but we f- did see the Psychic Ills, and we shared a beer, and we're yes. both like we're drunk. That was so. It was the Psychic Ill? <laughs> it was Psychic Ills. I think they were the, they were so cool. Like it was that incredible. Show, that was so phenomenal. I've song. never I've never seen them that good or even heard them sound that good recorded. That was like the best. Yeah, the Psychedelia. It was a great yeah. band and. Uh, I was thinking about that earlier because that was the time. So this, there was a moment like I, after I moved out here in 2003, um, and we got to get back to some of that other spots of time, mm-hmm. little niblets there. But the the time when I came back for, it was a pig iron show in Philly and I was there for two months. I was mm-hmm. there for, I was with at your place in West Philly. Dr. Dog was Me on tour. Daddy. Yes, in Bossini. Yeah, Bossini. Kitty cat Bossini. It was named after. It was named Boss, and then when uh, Jay heard the last name Balzarini, I think I'm gonna say right. They started calling him Bostini. It's so cute. It's <laughs> he funny. We're like, named after Balls who they don't even know. <laughs> and Balls as a kind of you know big tough dude, and then the little kitty cat Bostini. That cat was not the. It was a tough cat. It was a tough. Yeah, yeah. we'd be on that heating pad all day, and then it was like day. just come out and could be a scrapper. Um, a lot of, yeah, well, so the time I was there, yeah, and then we went, I was got to just have, it was great, because I was like, oh, I'm back in Philly, I'm like living here again for two months, and we got to go see, uh, which is funny that you're talking about the Ariel Pink, because what just came up earlier, this is a fresh news, but did you see him on Tucker Carlson? No. So Ariel Pink on, you know who Tucker Carlson is? Wait, I think I might have seen a clip from it, when yeah, he's like talking about how, like his... Trump supporting and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Very yes. Funny. I saw a clip. I, that's all I'll kind of say because I don't want to get into that whole thing. But it's really funny that he's on there. And I was thinking about the time we saw him at Kyber, and mm-hmm. it was like you know when at that point Kyber, I don't know, there was like fifty people there, a hundred people. It wasn't like a huge Mm-mm. show. Maybe there was a yeah. There's not a whole lot. It was of people. like a decent amount, but it wasn't like his show would be today. At all. I yeah. mean, yeah, there was like no more than a hundred people for and sure. And it was just him up on stage with like his four track and a little keyboard, and that was and a it. little bitchy attitude. Remember, and it took was, him so long to start. Oh and god, it was probably because so he had to play after that performance of the Psychic Gills, and he was like, "I can't beat it." That's so he was like, was. "I'm just gonna whine about my corns." Oh man, yeah, that's the thing. It's like the what? Yeah, oh man. I have seen him play really well, but that time it was just like, come on, dude. Yeah, like, come on, man, you can do better than this. <laughs> I feel like he only played like three songs or something. I think so, and then he got oh. cut short, and that was yeah. it. Um, oh, well. That was that was a good time, though, just being yeah, there. Fun. The Philly, yeah, the Philly time is such a special place. West Philly, love West Philly. What a great, amazing spot um and i just think about a lot about so we're bouncing around in time here we're doing a little um pinballing time pinball and like there was the time uh on the 46th street house mm-hmm. where i lived with marty 46 and locust and uh and then it just started changing hands and eventually became you scott andrew and we came there right after you got you left and then we yeah we took it marty yeah, was yeah. still there for a minute andrew scott and i and toby lived in our closet in our bedroom yes um when he was home from the apprenticeship yeah or not staying with sarah and uh um yeah and then after us it was 
Ryan and John Pettit, yeah. I think, was there for a while. This is going to be, this is great. This is a name heavy episode. There's going to be oh, yeah. a lot of people looking at you. Well, know, I will say this, folks. something interesting. I dated a guy right before Rob uh, for a few months who lived in the house next to that one, just south of it, the one attached to it. Yeah. And I saw, do you remember the landlord, Arthur? Arthur. I saw him and he said he remembered me. I don't know if he did, but the house apparently is re- like all the people that live there now. I'm still friends with that guy and like the, his roommates are all really cool. And, um, yeah, the son, remember, he was like a baby. He's mm-hmm. like out of college. <laughs> We're so old. We're older. We're older. We're older. We're older. Older. We both have like little gray curly hairs. Yeah, look at that. Look. Look good. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's actually no gray in here. The henna covered it right up. That's me. I'm pointing to me, uh-huh. not you. Well, I used like box hair dye that covered it up a little. <laughs> I just sharpied on my gray. I just do sharpie. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Well, your hair's dark enough. It's and it smells enough. and it'll get you like woozy. <laughs> just some fumes coming in. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, there's all these times. Th- what I also remember, Sharon, is, uh, you know, it's funny because I've heard people just like, you gotta, you just gotta hang with us here because this is what it is. This is like you're getting a dip into our world, uh, the folks that are listening here. And for sh- like I brought it up earlier, the aesthetic that you had. I feel like everywhere you lived, because you, you there was a lot of different spots. Like when I met you, um, that you were living, and then eventually um, you were with Scott for a, a while, uh, many many years. And so mm-hmm. there was a bunch of spots that you would move to. With Scott, and there was always this like, just really amazing vibe that was created. That, I mean, you were a huge part of that. You know, I mean, and to paint a picture here, uh, the Christmas lights. You know, oh, I have so many Christmas lights here. I still have a bunch up here. There's some in this room right now, and you Are, know, it's, yeah. Uh, well, people need to know how Christmas lights as lighting is just. It feels so good. Yeah, and the colors, pe- schemes, mm-hmm. paintings, um, just tapestries, lava lamps, Sharon's lava so lamps. So many lava lamps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I got, I fell in love with jellyfish and I was like, how can I have jellyfish? And I was like, oh, lava lamps kind of wear like jellyfish. And then I just started collecting them. And now it's like an obsession. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good because they're big. They're kind of big. big. And uh, maybe power. luckily Rob loves them too. Yeah. So he's like, go ahead, get another one. I don't care. <laughs> what are they? I, I'm. I don't even know if you know. I don't want to be on the spot. What are they actually? What's in them? Uh well, I can tell you this. I had one. The <laughs> first just, one I got. You should have just said, "Hell if I know." <laughs> my, hell if I know. The first one I got was when I first moved back from Philly, and it was at this house. I don't think you were there. It was kind of short lived. It was on Snyder, and it was in the bedroom. It was plugged in behind a dresser that was yeah. Andrew's. Oh. And I put it on the yes. dresser and then moved it and it fell onto the floor. And when I moved out, I never mentioned it, but it was like under the rug. We were just like, shit, this is like gooey and hot. So you can't touch it. And then by the time you do, it's just like, it was like a vinyl floor. So it like wasn't coming up. And if we used a razor, it would have like scratched everything. 
So, whatever. Shit. <laughs> <This> just, <laughs> and then I just went out and got another one. I just went out. I was like, I'll just get another one. And then ever since then, I've just been like obsessed with them. <laughs> I get them for everybody. Like, I just got one for Lee for his birthday. Oh. And when I got down there, he had one in the bedroom I was staying in for me that was like half my size. <laughs> I was like, this is. I, I was shocked when I saw it because I was like, oh my God, Lee is a love lamp. And he's like, no, I got that for you. And I was like, oh my God, for me to stay here for four nights, three nights, you got me a gigantic lava lamp. It's so big. Life-size lava lamp. Yeah. it's That's my dream, actually, is to have one that's my size. That'd be amazing. I know. It'd be pretty cool. The Spencer's yeah. Gifts headquarters in California <laughs> has like four giant lava lava lamp looking things that actually do have jellyfish in them. What? Jellyfish tanks that look like giant lava lamps. Whoa. I saw this on a aquarium TV show, like a reality TV show of these two guys <laughs> from Jersey. They're like, we'll go in there. We'll, we'll put some jellyfish in. Like, let's do a lava lamp, you know? And uh, An aquarium reality show. <laughs> it's real. It's a real thing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's not. I don't remember what it's called. And I also don't believe it. Like Rob kept saying that when we were in Florida. He's like, it's like an aquarium. Rob's my boyfriend, by the way. Yes. Who's also know. a great musician. I'll just plug everyone here with who's an yeah. amazing musician. 1910 Chainsaw Company. But Boom. I like his rap music better. Uh-huh. Oh, there we go. Okay. Not yeah. better. I just think... I like it better. I like it better. You like it better. You can like if it better. I had to say, I would choose it. Better, better. Yeah. Butter, better, better. Yeah. Butter, better, better. Um, so lava lamp. So this aesthetic again, coming to Sharon's aesthetic, and like, um, as much as like, I, you know, the other thing I remember is just like, uh, sometimes hanging out in your space, it would be like, you know, the nice lighting. I, this is the thing too. I don't know if I like let myself go into this vibe anymore and like i don't want to grow out of this part of the like lighting and dark and like I, we don't really i mean I, I wouldn't say so but like turning on the whale songs of the whale cassette yeah. which i still have i have yeah. in the other room songs uh, of the do you remember whale. that do you remember the one i used to have that was like because remember when i lived on six and federal this was like way mm. back in the day in the basement um, yes, that's what I'm remembering. That's what, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had it. I had also had a whale tape and we both had one and we, I remember talking about it and then I had a cassette tape that, oh man, it like, I, I've like looked for it. It was a meditation through color and the guy would say something like blue, blue, blue is the color of your mind's eye, blue blue and then he would keep going and then he would talk about like being on the beach and seeing the blue and he would go through every color of the spectrum like the the chakras or the rainbows and like tell you how to feel and i loved it and i, I remember did. that i do remember that i think i did we did that once yeah just yes. had it on and like falling asleep 100%. and just feeling it and just going that it might have been one of the first uh guided meditations too i've done it know, was like when i Scott was there and it was probably before we started dating. It was like me, you, I feel like Damien was there. And I lived, I had a cot for a bed. People were just like laying yes. on the floor. It was red walls yes. and black shower curtain for the one wall to separate Christmas lights. <laughs> and then like, I don't know if that's before or after. Remember when Scott and I found like 300 records on the side of the road? 
that's the other cool thing about Philly yes. that I don't do anymore, but the trash you can find here. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And we just, I, like, I like just started hanging out with him and he was like, I'm going to go get my car. And I just like waited on Fairmount and he came back and we took like 300 records <laughs> back to my apartment. And actually, yeah, it was, that was so crazy. That was a really fun time. I'm yeah. just pet, trash picking everything. Remember how much we used to trash pick? A lot of trash picking. There was some great treasures. Heads. I could trash pick a bed. Like I've trash yeah. picked a mattress. Yeah. And like that's and now, you know, there were, you know. Nobody yeah. talked about bed bugs back then. No, no, you don't do bed bugs. You just do <laughs> yeah. it. You get the bed, you get bit a little, and you yeah. keep on sleeping. Yeah. Back in we the had day. Them at uh, at uh, the Avant Gentleman's Lodge, we had bed bugs. Oh, God. It was terrible. <laughs> I bet, yeah. All joking aside, it's it's horrendous. Um. Yeah. Or they all affected Jesse's room. He went through like four beds. It was pretty wild. <laughs> that is something, though. We think it came from his girlfriend at the time because she came from New York and there was like, it was really bad there. He had, threw out his bed. He got an air mattress, I think two air mattresses. I do remember when he finally got the bed that he kept, it was an Ikea bed that he picked up from somewhere on Craigslist or something. And I remember we put it together with like, without speaking. And I was like, Jesse is my best friend. Mm. There was no like, no, do it like this, do it like this. It was just like putting it together. And I was like, wow, this is, this is, this like works. This dude is connected. This is good. (laughs) Yeah. He can do it. He can do this with me here. And yeah. Uh, Um, you also, well, I want to talk about a little like, because this is really, this is an important point here to make is the the connection that you did, you made with, um, for Dr. Dog. Oh, with Jim, James? Oh, yeah. That was a funny like the story of it, do you? Want yeah, to let's say? hear the story. I've I've heard this and I love it, and I want everyone else to hear it. Um, well, I remember <laughs> I was really into sewing. Um, mm. to do a little more name dropping, Katie Henry had just given me my first actual sewing machine and taught me how to use it. And I was like, not. I was just making clothes, selling them, wearing it. And I remember I was wearing this like very uncomfortable fabric, pink turtleneck, and a tan skirt that I had made. And my morning jacket, who were friends of mine at the time, were playing at the TLA. And Scott and I had, I don't, I like the timeline is so weird because it, it was all of those like original toothbrush CDs with like the sprinkles in it. And your toothbrush. And, yeah. Yeah. Sharon is toothbrush. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Isn't that sweet? Everyone's doctored. Everyone got a doctor that's dog that's name. Traffic. I'm, I'm traffic and. T, a T name. Yeah, a T name, like the eyes and the nose of Hunter the dog. Yes. And your um, um and your traffic was good for you because you were a <laughs> oh. wild driver that hated traffic. It's and like I was toothbrush. Because <laughs> Scott said I looked like one. Looked like a toothbrush. Because you look like a toothbrush. <laughs> Which is like is that an insult or <laughs> Yeah, it's like yes. <laughs> I had a memory just the other day of um when you and I don't remember so many times being in your car where it was like, do you want me to drive? You hated traffic. And like, otherwise like not seemingly like totally uptight. 
but get you behind the wheel. And it was like, I remember going down like Bainbridge or something and you like got up on the sidewalk. <laughs> you were like, I'm not, I'm not going to drive behind this guy. And we just like went around him super fast. And I was like, what, what is going on <laughs> to get like five blocks away? Why did we even drive? We were probably going from like your house on cater to like the Kyber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my the God. sidewalks some of the sidewalks were wide back then you could yeah. just be like a it's, 70s movie that black uh, car that somehow made it to oh, and the, from the 1984 ford ltd that made it out here to tucson and around the country in the galactic yeah. federation of love tour and then finally kicked it right when i got back yeah. and it was like with justin moynihan we drove back and then it oh yeah kind of i remember that popped um um yeah so we went to this show yeah um and i remember saying to scott you should bring some cds and i'll give them out because i'm me and i don't care and i'm like i'll just do it and he was like scott and he was like no don't <laughs> yeah i don't want to like be self-promoting myself i think he's a little, probably a little better about that now but back then he was like very i don't want to use the word meek because that doesn't sound right but it kind of does for the story i get like yeah. uh, humble and humble. quiet and stuff and yeah um, I was like, I'm doing it anyway. And like everyone I saw there that I knew, I was like, take this Dr. Doxy, take this. Out. Like I had this one friend in a band. Where, oh man, I forget what they were called. So I'm going to skip it. But if I think of it, I'll get back. But they were kind of big in Philly in the 90s. And he was there. And then afterwards, Jim was, I remember him commenting on my outfit and he said he really liked it. And I was like, I made the whole thing. And I was like, this is my boyfriend, Scott. And I was, and I gave him the CD. And I remember Scott was just like so embarrassed because it was like, you must get so many CDs. And I, I just kept saying, no, he'll, he'll listen to it because we're friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, he did. And, and it, had he Jimmy's, said, it had Jimmy's. It had Jimmy's in, the, in it. Yeah. In the little in the, in the little CD part that had the little plastic column. They were all so cool. All the, and all the I like. I still have mine. I still have mine. Not all of them were called Toothbrush, though. There was probably a traffic one. Like, we brought, Scott brought those oh. when my, we went on a trip with my family to Buffalo, New York. I actually totally forgot about this until like a year ago. My mom brought it up. Um, and I don't know, remember if that's where the Jimmy's went in, but we helped like cut stuff up and put them together. He might've burnt the CDs there. I think my dad might've helped. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. It was like some sort of collaboration where my family helped with them. And there were, there was like one for everybody. And then I think we gave Jim toothbrush maybe and that's how that became the one. Oh, interesting that's the one fun. called toothbrush um but yeah he loved it and then we got a handwritten letter in the mail from jim that was like i love them i want to take them on tour i remember with this beautiful drawing that he did i remember seeing the letter because it was like i was visiting at the time or back to run the way to tucson and it was like this thing it was like whoa that's cool like mm -hmm. this is pretty this sounds big yeah <laughs> it's like yeah friends that um you know really the first time everyone was just playing the circuit around the area and filling yeah. it was like oh wow they're i mean you know that band too dr dog was like so important back then like to me like and and to him and like i knew that there was like no other way that he could live his life it was like that was the path what else was he going to do? You know? And so it was like, I'm, I'm, pr I'm, I feel happy to have been a part of that process. And like, and then also like, you know, all the guys like that first or second tour that they did with them. I think I went on both of them. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I think that I did for at least part. Hmm. 
and I I do remember, um, like f- the the guys feeling like a little bit nervous, and now they're just like like I mean Scott and Jim are like obviously supposed to be friends. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, they're two yeah. people that like really like each other, that get along, that like have amazing voices. You mm-hmm. know, musicians like yeah, it's very yeah. cool. Yeah, I love I love like. I mean, being a part of that time that we all got to be a part of with those guys and seeing their like their hard work and dedication and now like their success and stuff is like such an awesome. I feel that way about me without you as well. Like those guys were just like not going to stop. And now they're like, you know, dads and stuff and own houses and, you know, they're just but they just push so hard and work so hard. And I feel like so proud of them. Yeah. For that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And I mean, again, this is like, uh, this is coming around back to you, Char. It's like, you were a huge part of that. You were a huge part of facilitating these connections and those relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. Everybody got to love everybody. <laughs> Give yourself a hand. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um yeah and so like um yeah actually i remember even having i still have the uh, dr dog shirt that you embroidered uh, like a t-shirt with the the embroidered it was so fun to like just make shit back then you know Mm -hmm. like i was like i'll just make a bunch of shirts where i just embroidered i sewed circles on the three circles onto all these shirts and then embroidered dr dog i made like handmade flyers that i would hang up around um, I made some girl shirts that I sewed from scratch, like just, you know, that were like backless. Like that was like a big thing at the time. Those like apron shirts, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> and I made those with the circles on it and embroidered in there. Yeah. God, that was so, I forgot about those shirts. I do have so many of like self screen printed ones. Um, yeah. From back in the day that I'm like, I have this one that was like, weirdly tie-dyed yellow and then there's like it just says dr dog with like a little tiny moon next to it i think it was like a misprinted one or something but i i still have it and yeah it's in like with all of my other old band shirts like the feds shirts i have and stuff. yes yeah just total yeah. Yeah, screen print home basement screen printing or yeah. bathroom screen prints yeah gosh i feel like people are too serious now and that's kind of like I'm I'm also like older and people are more professional now, so that could be part of it. <laughs> but I wonder if like yeah. people are still doing stuff like that. Yeah, I wonder too. I I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You know, or everything looks uh, polished. It's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you know, at the time, like being able to in Philly, just like hanging out with. Uh, you know, you said you brought up Damien, also like Ted. You know, Ted was uh, mm. was really fun just being able to hang out and such a great human being. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about him on the show before a bunch, and uh, just bringing in that energy, Ted's energy, mm-hmm. into a lot of this. You know. Yeah. What? Like, I think I still have one of his paintings that he called. It was a, called it like a xylophone, and it was just. I don't know if I have it. I feel like I do. It's just like a lot of different little dots and different colors. They were like the color of a toy xylophone that he had. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was very conceptual and super cool. And we're saying was as if, I mean, he's still alive, but we're just not connected yeah. with him anymore. Right. But just a, yeah, very special place in my heart for. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, yeah, there's like, yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, that That's a good example of one of those times. Like, wasn't it when Ted didn't show up to that show at the fire, I believe Dimitri was visiting and yes. play drums like yeah. that's something where people just do that that's mm -hmm. that was like during that time where it's like i i know all these songs i can definitely get up and do it you know and totally did it <laughs> yeah he just popped up there and took yeah. over for drumming yeah it was like yeah. there's a gig ted's not there dimitri is dimitri lives in tucson he's just like visiting. <laughs> i think his mom was even at the show or something <laughs> it was so funny oh, oh my yeah. gosh the fire um yeah some of these spots so like the the era of like of philly at that point you know then it kind of like other than me coming here back here and there it just it, things changed a bit um you know just because i wasn't living there anymore but like i'm wondering what your sense is or what your kind of view on that time in philly after i don't know when i like when i got to tucson um mid 2000s or something uh because I know then you started also working in films doing costume and wardrobe. That was after I lived with you. Yeah. Like after I moved back, it was the end of 2007 or beginning of 2008. Yeah. I, um, there's a girl, uh, I forget her name. She was married to Doug from National Eye and mm. she was living in LA and met this woman who was like, I'm going to Philly to do a show. Do you know anybody who's like into fashion or something? And she was like, called Eliza. And was I think that's how it happened. I think Eliza was the connection to me. Like she was like, what's that girl's name? So I, I don't really remember, but yeah, that's how I got it. That was right when I moved back. And then I did that for years and years and years and years. Yeah. Doing the wardrobe. What was I do the, what, miss doing that. What were some of the, what, yeah, I know. I knew I always loved when you were doing that. I just felt like it was fun. It was also circumstantial because there's not as much happening in Philly now than the film mm -hmm. in the film world. But there was this, this kind of a period where there were a lot of films happening and, and being yeah. filmed there. What were some of the ones that you remember working on or that were, that were there at the time or any, any stories? You know, I love celebrities. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I worked on the first movie I worked on was called Dead Man Down and it had Jeff Daniels in it. And uh, I can tell you a story about him that I absolutely love. Um, he, I feel like part of my thing with like friendship and introducing everybody is like, I don't have an effect with celebrity. Like some people do. I'm just like, this is a person in the room. They're yeah. going to love me. Yeah. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to love them. <laughs> gotta so love he comes me. in and he like, sits <laughs> down and I'm like, Hey, we got to do like a fitting for you. And he was like, Ah, everything will be fine. Yeah, you know, he was like super chill about it. And then he ended up getting up and doing it. I remember him telling a story about how the old, like people literally only know and or love him from Dumb and Dumber, which is the best movie he was in. Like it's not true. Terms of Endearment, not like any of these serious movies, but like Dumb and Dumber was just so good. Yeah. Um, and I liked that he was he was so chill and laid back. Um, I worked on Transformers 2, Michael Bay, uh, 
I mean, as you can imagine, is a wild person. I've heard some things about him. It would be like we get there at six in the morning. We have everything we need for the day. And then at like nine, all of these like super hot, thin, tall college age models come in and suddenly they're featured. (laughs) And it's like, all right. So I guess we have to like run out and get you clothes now. (laughs) They come in, Um, they come in fully naked and they're (laughs) yeah, rolling out of his bed altogether. Oh, Um, Michael Bay. It was pretty wild. His Bay window. That was uh, Shia LaBeouf when he was really young. And I remember one time, like, uh, during a shoot, him, like, you know, he was pretty young and he had, like, acne or, like, bad skin, like, you know, boy's skin or whatever. And I just remember him being like, somebody get this kid some makeup. And it was like, that's so humiliating. That's terrible. Poor kid. Yeah. Someone get this pizza face some (laughs) cover up. (laughs) Oh, man. yeah, Brutal. probably my favorite of all of them wasn't. It was on a, uh, it was on a um, pilot that never happens, which starred RZA, <sighs> and I got to. It was in the uh, AKA Hotel in Rittenhouse at 18th and Walnut. The woman who I, I was like a day player, and the very first day, the I think she was the assistant designer. I went in and I met her. And she was like, okay, look, I got to rent a set. Uh, somebody's coming in for a fitting. Um, and was like, you know, just don't act like starstruck or anything. And I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm fine. And I'm like obsessed with RZA. Dude. I was alone in a hotel room with him. Like oh she God. left and he wa- like he knocked on the door and I was like trying to play cool. And I was like, hi. And I was like, do you want some green tea? But I'm like, no, he doesn't want any of this because he's like this natural dude. He doesn't want this like crappy bigelow. Um, and then I just remember being like, Bigelow, he don't want no Bigelow. Yeah. He's not Lipton man. <laughs> no, he's like, I want natural stuff. Yeah. Uh, probably doesn't even drink green tea because there's caffeine in it. <laughs> um, is there? It's there like is, a natural, but, yeah. Okay, but it's good. Yeah. It's good for you. It's right, good. right. He probably, maybe he does. Um, but yeah, that was probably like my most, I was like, I don't know what to do, but I know what I want to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> wink, wink. <It's> like a <laughs> wubba, wubba. So you have to take your clothes off and put other clothes on during I that need, time. I need, I need Call you, my name. I need you totally clo- <laughs> clothes-free right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty special. That is amazing. I, it's funny you say him because I just saw a movie called Nobody and with Bob mm-hmm. Odenkirk. Yes, I saw that too. He's in there. D- did you watch it? Uh-huh. Dude, Riza in that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like him. You like him. You're gonna like him even more. Yeah, he's like, real good. That was. I like that movie. He's Bob Odenkirk's brother. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. That, mo- that movie's great. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely a fun. So yeah, so you got to do a lot of that there. Um, Philly time, and there'd be like the closed tra- the big like semi truck come in with like it was the clothes mobile basically right you just have yeah we would have to go buy all the clothes order the clothes and then return most of them and then send the rest to back to hollywood or wherever to be kept um for continuity you know and reshots and stuff yeah um yeah actually when i went to visit 
at the end of 2011, I guess it was, I went out to visit Jesse in LA. I stopped, I stopped in Amanda Staples drove me to Tucson. I stayed there for a few days and took a train. I remember the movie. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. And then I forgot what day my flight was and missed the flight. And then Hurricane Sandy hit and I had to take a train all the way back to Philly. I remember. Um, But during that time, I was on a movie that was actually on hold because one of the actors had to go do reshoots for the Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) So we had like just enough time off that I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. That is, uh, yeah, I, again, it's a, it's a crazy world too. It's a crazy business. It makes it sound like, you know, oh, we just kind of, whatever it's, it's there. Uh, but it's, it's a tough biz. It's a tough Mm -hmm. biz. And it's, it's definitely, you gotta be kind of like really sacrifice a lot, even just to do that. All the different parts and pieces of, of the industry. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, the hours and stuff like are so crazy and some will be overnights and everything. I will say, I think my job now, often on Fridays, I barely have any work because I just am so, like I love that kind of work where it's like, just get it all done. Yeah. And I'll work like 10 hours on Monday, nine hours on Tuesday. And I can't, I'm not supposed to go over 40. So like, for example, yesterday I was at 37 hours, so I like barely had to work. I can't, I mean, I have stuff to do, but I have to wait till Monday. So, yeah. but those hours, I just loved, like you work so much and then you get like a little vacation between each movie, which is really nice. Yeah. That is fun. A little, little vacay. Yeah. Yeah. The days, the days. These are the days. Now these are the days. This is the day right now. This is the day. Today. TGIF. T-G-T-I-T-D. This is the day. This is the day. T-I-T-D. T-I-T-D. The um The thing... You also at the time, this is this is, so again, we're just bouncing around here. Um, we're popcorning. Uh, Popcorn. the, the thing that you did, the, the one of the other jobs that I remember that you had that I really enjoyed, uh, is when you would take flowers to the hospital. Oh, that's what like that was way back in the day. Yeah, that's when like way back all the guys lived up in Fairmount. That's the job I would go to. I delivered flowers. It was, yeah, it was. The flower shop was located in Upper Darby, so I'd spend the mornings in Upper Darby and then go to this flower hub in the afternoon and switch all the flowers with the other flower shops. And then my zip code was 19104, and most of those were delivered to University of Penn Hospital. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was so weird. I just spent half my day like delivering flowers to people that were like unconscious. I can't believe they would like they would let you let me into the room. Like they should just take it at the desk, but they would be like they're in this room and it would say on the card like which room it is so sometimes i didn't even have to ask i would just know and be like yeah coming in that was i don't know old. you it, must <laughs> it, have was, been wild. it was weird but i was like whatever this is cool yeah 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 i did have that job for a while i did have it when we moved to 46th street for a while too yeah um, yeah. yeah that was a wild and also funeral homes and hospitals Right. Those were the ones. <laughs> Those were that was it. Like from the song. Just from the song. What song is that? You go on delivering to hospitals. 
flowers that you grew <laughs> that grew out of the the flowers meant for you that grew out of the ones I forget. Uh, <laughs> I forget how it goes right now, and also obviously I can't sing. Well, not that I was really trying to. Uh, it's called Little Bird. Little Bird, Doctor Early Doctor Dog song. Mm -hmm. Great song. It is such a good song. It is really such a good song. That whole album is like so yeah. good. There was a bunch of Sharon songs. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like all we did. Yeah, it was like yeah. what he, we didn't leave the house, so it was like probably either about me or Zimba. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> oh Zimba, Zimba, we always mention Zimba. Zimba. Zimba was um, Scott's dog. That, oh, your dog. Too. I mean, it's oh yeah, yeah. Speak, Everybody's really, dog. Every it was Zimba was everyone's dog. I mean, you was, would take her for sleepovers and had a picture <sighs> of her in your wallet. I still have the picture. I remember this yeah. past year, someone came up on a thread. We were all back was, and forth yeah it was you, me you started that and Doug then it was, said something and i was like i had it was about zimba being in that newspaper yes yes and doug had that photo <sighs> and i was like brad has one in his wallet yeah that i was have so it funny. it's then she has the backpack on she's smiling oh, she's smiling zimba. the dog smiled a lot i have and, so many just like fond memories of like strange times with her. And the only yeah. person in my life who really knew her now is, and spent a lot of time with her, is Beaver. Yes. Beaver's cat, Alfie, whose tag I'm wearing. Oh. Alfie. Oh. Oh, wait, there it is. Alfie. If you can see it. Um, I do. Alfie hate, hated everybody and loved Zimba. And they were like the same color and they were like total buddies. Oh, my God. And Alfie's really old now. So I, I found this. I wanted to give it to Beaver, but he said I could keep it since Alfie's like my bud. That's really like, I mean, obviously still alive, just like, yeah, like I think 21 years old or something. Dude, that's ridiculous. It's so <laughs> absurd. It's a millennial. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, Zimba was an amazing dog. She was super sweet, just pure, like, love, never true joy. And I also like never heard her bark. She like barked no. like once, I think. I yeah. heard her bark at something. And I was probably there because I only remember once. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I mean, she like never barked. Yeah. She would just like, and we would walk her in West Philly. And uh, I just remember when you moved to West Philly, how much she... <laughs> she... <laughs> You just take her on these walks in West Philly and she'd be snarfling up chicken bones. Uh, oh God. It was so bad. And then she would such have have such a hard time going to the bathroom because she would eat so many chicken bones. But I remember it was like she was such a good dog. And you'd draw, walk her and then she'd like be a magnet to it. And you know, she would yeah. like, Whoa, Zimba, geez. Come you on. You would just hear like <laughs> and it would be like, Oh man, I can't get it out. It's already in a million pieces. I know. Uh wild oh, Simba. Oh memories God. do you remember that cd that scott and i found and i think we gave to you of this like the place across the street on from the house on 46 on the corner was like this kind of dutch looking building it was it still looks exactly the same white with green trim yeah. um we were like walking home one night from maybe video library or something and I, I, you know, this is the thing about memory. Like my memory could be totally off. I do remember we saw a bunch of people laying on the floor in the basement and we were like, what is going on? And we went to wherever we was going and when we came back, we found the CD 
and we were afraid to listen to it. And so we like waited for you to come. Do you remember yeah, that? You like we're coming to visit or maybe we mailed it to you or I do. I don't remember, but I remember we were like, this is the CD wasn't there. All these people were laying on the ground in the basement, like some cult thing. And yes. then the CD was very cultish. Wasn't you know what's it? weird about this, Sharon, is I remember all this now. I forgot it, this story. But I think when I was back visiting last year, I found a CD that was like, I think that was it. Because I was going through all this old stuff, but I had no idea what context it was in. Because wow. I was like, what is this? Like, I have no idea, but it was totally like a kind of culty guided meditation kind of thing, you know? It, it wasn't, probably wasn't that bad, but we were just like... yeah. It seemed Everything really was the most fascinating back then. Yeah, back then it was like people lying down, like breathing or something. That was like probably crazy yeah. wild, and uh, for to see that, like I yeah, no idea. We were like so scared, and then on the way back we were like whatever, and it was just so yeah, so funny. <laughs> uh, I do, I do remember that, um, and so when I. When I left Tucson, you you also so you came to Tucson. Do you want to talk about Tucson? <laughs> yeah, I let's see. I came. I went there like right before our birthdays in two thousand seven. Yeah, and yeah. you and Amanda and I feel like Don and Key. Maybe we went to the T Rex Museum, and I <laughs> yeah. thought it was like the band. Uh -huh. And then we got there and there was like no dinosaur bones. No, At the just... end, there were like a bunch of cats in cages and a sculpture of a dinosaur of a T-Rex with a sombrero on. And I was like, I love Tucson. This is why does this exist? It was that year. It was so fascinating. I mean, there was so much cool stuff that we did and like getting to meet, especially toward the end when I met like Miles, who I'm still very close with. Yeah. Um, and Ben, who like, I feel we don't talk anymore, but I had such a like, you know, I feel like those guys were such a. Um, yeah, I mean, I just like was texting with Miles like last weekend or the weekend before he lives in New York. And he's, yeah, he's, it just he's, was not being tight fright. Uh, Mr. Free and the Satellite Freakout. But isn't he isn't he also? Oh, now? that one up in New York. In New York, yeah, he with is. like Eric. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. You're right. I bring I bring that up just also. They're they're fun, great band, and check them out in New York. But they're also they were on that show, Impractical Jokers. Did I tell you? They that? were. I don't know uh, if I dude, told you. Rob and I are obsessed with that show. We watched it last night. The one where they, uh, it's um Sal and Joe, and they're told they have to make like crunching sounds with these two guys next to them. Yes. And they're just like, like every time the guy takes a bite, they have to do it. And at the end they kiss. That was like, Rob and I watched it twice in a row laughing so hard. We've been watching, ever since you told me about it, we've watched so many of them. We watched like three last night. It's hilarious. I'm, I'm I didn't know that they jokers. were on it. Where, if, I wonder what episode. If people need to pick me up. Well, there, so the band's not physically there, but it's, there's, it's a, it, the show is basically these guys, uh, I'll just say it. it's a really funny show. These super New York guys, and they have to like pull these pranks on each on each other in public. Very safe. No one ever gets hurt or anything. And at the end, there's a punishment. Whoever doesn't get the amount that they have to do through the show. And one of them is where I won't give it away, but he has to go to this club in New York, and his band's playing, about to play, and he 
something happens and it's for tight fright they, they're the band that are oh, shit. which is so funny because i was watching i was like wait a second that's like miles and i don't know, I know those guys Kitchen. yeah eric and, yeah it's oh funny my gosh, that's so anyway so funny. that's but that's yeah so you could probably find it if you just look what episode and but yeah. the, but so with you were you were saying like but, tucson yeah, tucson then that that time i lived there for those that like it was almost a year was like really magical yeah you know i got to do a lot of like i at the time or like i guess i stopped right before but i was going to school for naturopathy and i got to do all of this like plant studying like i was working at the herb store sometimes and yeah. i went on a lot of um foraging trips with amanda in the desert and that was really cool like i got to learn a lot um you went to the hot springs with to, us i remember i went to the hot springs with you guys like which was a blast a few times a few times yeah um and I do remember the one, do you remember the one time we found out that the, it's on the 33rd parallel? Yes. And we went yeah. and found that little sculpture like way up in the Chaparral Forest. Yeah. That was I really got in beautiful. trouble because I said that I shouldn't be saying what the name of the place is, but the, the hot springs, but people will probably figure it out anyway. Cause I said that in one of the other episodes and it was like, we don't want to bring too much attention, but it's a really special. And that see me even saying that now is going to create more of an, an interest, but the, but the place is on the 33rd parallel, which runs around, band around the planet where there's all these sacred sites. The pyramids are on it. Uh, 33 latitude, latitude. Mm -hmm. I forget how that mm -hmm. works. But yeah, so all these sacred sites go around and this is one of them and it's a pretty trippy spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many, like that was so fun. Like so many adventures we went on and like even just like so many actual memories like uh amanda tried to make hollandaise sauce you and i tried to make weed butter <laughs> oh uh we watched uh what is that show that movie you wanted to buy a tv and you didn't know what to buy so you made me ask miles to come because <laughs> you're like he's young he'll know what to get and you, you were like i'll buy you guys ice cream I'll buy, I'll buy, we'll get ice cream we'll get some ice cream we like stop at the gas station we're like all right whatever and then we went home I'll buy you i think it was the cream. same night or was it another time and we watched um uh what's the name of that movie with uh luke wilson oh uh bottle rocket or no one of the, um no Roy not not one of those uh rob What's the name of the movie that we watched in the hotel room in the morning with Luke Wilson in Lancaster? Oh my God, we all love it. What is um, the name of it? I'm losing my mind. The first word begins with I. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. It's only one Oh, word. dude. Idiocracy. I remember I fell asleep and I woke up to you being like, share, share. Like when, he, when his car blew up. Uh, that movie was so good. I watched that uh the last time i watched that because i i remember that now and i watched it actually when when <laughs> election day the last election day i watched it twice that day on so trump good. when trump oh was my God. elected and i was like oh wow this i just watched it it's so funny it's so <laughs> funny i also remember like yeah it just has so many memories like we were talking before we hit uh record earlier how you're in the room that I lived in. And I yeah, remember yeah. The, like the painting it. Yeah, I remember yeah. Tim throwing up outside and us Tim laughing Trescott. instead of helping him. <laughs> I told that story recently to somebody. He was a friend, he's a friend of ours, Tim Trescott, great musician. He's, uh, he's living in New Mexico now. And, uh, he, uh, 
I yeah, people if they're gonna get this, but it's basically he's he he was going to church. He was it was I was which was Dressed weird too because nice. he's like this hip hipster you know older hipster like musician. You're like you don't really think they're going to church, but he was going to church. He was all dressed up, all nice, and came in and sat down on the couch in the living room. He was like, I don't feel so good, and I was like, Tim, why are you go? Got to get to church. <laughs> he was living in the camper outside that we had. That you were there too. There's so many people living in this camper, but he came came out left, and I was like, oh, he's going to church, and then like ten minutes later, I just hear like heaving, yeah, and, his and it was like vomiting. in his midwestern accent. Yes, it is and we were just like I and I had a cabbage patch doll that looked just like me. I will open the door. You were obsessed with. I go, Sharon. Tim's out there, and I look down at you in the bed, and you're lying there on the phone with the cabbage patch doll next to you with the same <laughs> outfit on. And then we just were cracking up, like trying to hide because he was like, <laughs> like sounded like he talked. I also remember laughing so much about that. And him throwing up, and yeah, because it was he talked, it was like quacking a vomit, yeah. and he um, uh, up quacking, <laughs> and so then I remember he uh, he got really sick, and then it was like a few days later, I remember I woke up and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up, and I went like I could barely move, I crawled out the back door, and I remember like laughing and starting to throw up and laughing uh. because. I was like thinking about Tim throwing up. I was like, yeah. it's now it's coming to get me. Like I'm just going to taste of my own medicine. You're laughing. Uh, but I was, it was still so funny thinking of him throwing up that I was yeah. laughing while I was throwing up, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, Cause this is the thing about like, yeah, I forgot about this. The fact that like, everyone's going to get hit with this, the stories, uh, <laughs> for some reason, I think it's really funny when people throw up, there's something about yeah. losing control and just yarfing, even though I hate it and I'll do anything I can not to throw up. Um, it's like when you see someone throwing up or getting sick, uh, I feel bad. It sounds terrible, but like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. when someone starts to do that, it's like there's something, I don't know, the sound that's happening. It's like a frequency and you're just like, oh, they're they're yarfing. And I feel like, like earlier, as stated, if we are there, and Amanda's really good at this too, laughing at the wrong time you know and like when marty threw up outside of your car when you were taking me him and stens back to the airport that was also our fault and i think that's why it was so funny because we like felt bad and we're like well if we just laugh we'll just call him so bad we'll just call him m zinkle yeah marty z marty z say what oh would he marty want me to tell that story oh i don't know well we won't we won't, just but it was, it was, sorry, Marty, it was just funny. He knows it's funny. <laughs> he did not think it was funny that day. By the time we got to, like, the Phoenix airport, like, after flying there, he looked at me and Stens and was just, like, not happy. And, of course, Stens and I were laughing because we know. couldn't stop because it was, seemed it was inappropriate. He wore his shocker shades the whole way home, the poor guy. It was, like, we egged oh, him on. We should have done that. What a teddy bear. Marty's He's a great like guy. The, one of those nicest, sweetest. Nicest guy. He was number one on the podcast because we. He knew what he was doing longest. too. He did. He knew. He's he, definitely like he's a smart guy. <laughs> yes, he was smart enough to know. And he likes he making doing. people. He likes pleasing people. And he was like, yes. "Fine, I'll just yeah." Yeah, it's amazing. 
So yeah, you had a you had a good time out in Tucson, and uh, then that time I did. Then so many good memories, but the second time around <laughs> wasn't as good. We'll do a total recall on that one and just wait, or we'll do a, we'll pull an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind on that one. Yeah, on the second it just wasn't one for the you. Same. No, the magic. It's yeah. Yeah, not no. the same people. Not the same. I did live no. next door to Ryan then, and that was nice because it felt yeah. it made it feel like the time before being so close to him. You yes. Know? Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, and yeah, remember like oh, it, I feel like there's so much more community in Tucson in yeah, 2007. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. was something I loved about it was like everybody was friends. You could be yeah. 70, you could be 10, maybe not 10. 25 20 <laughs> and everybody was friends and when i went back the second time it was very clicky yeah and yeah. i didn't feel like even with certain people that i was friends with like i fit in you know yeah and that was kind of a bummer yeah there, there was more of like a uh, actual village feeling when i first got here you know mm-hmm. that there was just yeah a larger age demographic people um yeah spe- yeah special place gosh i don't want to make it sound like a it's like a monster city now or like oh it's not i just meant yeah it felt it didn't have the same magic Mm -hmm. and also i wasn't in like the best place yeah i mean it it seems like yeah that's the tricky thing you know it's i feel like uh, the the mental state and our our perspective on things really is determines so much of our place of where we're residing you know don't Mm -hmm. you don't you think that yeah definitely i I feel like that i feel i feel like being here so long now um i really have gone through so many levels of of that of waves of like i it's the outer is such a reflection of the inner if yeah if i'm I'm in a, a zonky place and a little bit of a you know taz mental spot you know uh then it's it can it really shows it shows out here Mm -hmm. but if things are more centered and more um uplifting and joyous feeling then gosh you know then you see that you start to Mm -hmm. pick those things out you're able to really tune into that frequency in the world and like it's not to disregard that there could be suffering or there's there's something that's you know needs tending to it's mm-hmm. just to really notice that it's, it is available, you know, like the good is available in the darkest of, of situations. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, just to say during that, those years that I lived there, you know, anytime I'd be like at your house, it always felt like home, you know, with you guys, yeah. like it felt more, uh, I don't know. It felt like I was like leaving where my mind was yeah also both of you guys did some nice work on me you and amanda both uh you did some uh cranial and she did some acupuncture yeah. during that time and that was like really helpful i'm so happy that was yeah yeah that's a i'm, I'm yeah it's nice to be able to hold that space for folks and mm-hmm. yeah it's funny i don't talk about that much on the show but you know it's this other world that i i do in the in the um <clears throat> the healing arts arena and helping people who, uh, you know, have some tough stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've, I've doing cranial sacral therapy and somatic experiencing. Uh, you know, I've like worked with folks who 
it's like the most horrendous thing ever, ever you could imagine, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of wild because, uh, you know, this other side being such a kind of goofy, fun, you know, yeah, this person in what I do. And then just like, you know, you get into that and, and hear something that's just, uh, uh, atrocious you know it's like i can't even believe what i you know I've, i feel like i've heard it now so much <laughs> those things and um and how it's uh how interesting it is to be able to just like bring that lightness into this and 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 joy you know and and humor yeah. into those situations like i notice how healing that is for folks you know who have mm-hmm. gone through some of these <laughs> really yeah, that's like my, you know, my job is um, helping adults with uh, disabilities to find work to like integrate them into the community. Yes. And it's like, there's certain people that I've worked with where bringing that sense of humor has been very helpful, yeah. um, especially for like an intellectual disability where you can like find a way to connect or something. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's like very interesting how you, uh, can wear a lot of hats, I guess, or something. Yes. That's what they say. Right? I feel like you also, you do wear a lot of hats as well, Sharon, in that way. Mm-hmm. It's something I think that your, your personality, your character is able to do. You can, you can maneuver through, um, and, kind of kind of weave through different i mean like we said earlier different um groups different people personalities you're able to connect in those ways and find those connections mm-hmm. to people you know and ways to like meet them on a human level wherever they're at yeah yeah it's uh it's it's interesting isn't it like i guess depending on who I don't know. Like, well, for example, um, I've, I've always had this uh, idea of just like giving everyone the benefit of the doubt to start. Right. And I've, as you know, I've had some pretty like hard relationships um, for the past like 10 years of my life, like with romantic relationships that have been r- really beyond um, my ability to handle as much as I tried. And I would stay trying, you know, until I didn't. And um it's interesting because uh, then like years of therapy <laughs> and now being with Rob is like the sweetest person in the world. Um, it's like, yes. it's, it's a lot nicer to have uh, boundaries now. So like, I also do have boundaries like with people, even that I love or at work or something, which is something that I didn't have before, you know, like a, yeah, a filter yeah. of just being like, no, they'll be fine and it'll be great. And um, now I'm able to say like, I don't want this this type of toxicity in my life anymore because I know where it takes me and I know I don't want to go there. You know, even if yeah, it's just yeah. like a memory, it's like very hard. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting how you can like kind of turn things on and off I don't think I could do that before, you know? Yeah. But now I can, but still have the like, um, love of like connecting people. 
guess. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I totally think that's so important, um, especially in the like time times we're in right now and the climate we're in, is to be able to to just have that have like a, you can have a strong boundary and also be very compassionate and empathetic mm-hmm. to another human mm-hmm. and meet them meet them in that place where you can connect with them and still not take on all their you know right exactly yeah like what what a um what a tall order <laughs> yeah i know I, yeah, it's hard. I don't have anybody like personally in my life now that I don't feel good about, but I do have somebody very close to me that has somebody that I don't feel good about being around or, or them being around. And it's hard to like figure out how to support that in their lives, you know, cause I'm like, I don't, I know it's going to like make me feel really bad. And in order to support it, I want you to feel good. But if I support you hanging out with this person, then that makes me not a good friend yeah. or it makes me feel like I'm like lying or something, you know? And, but then also it's like, we're, yeah, it's really, it's, uh, it's hard. Some things are hard. Other things are easy. (laughs) Things are hard. And that's part of the challenge and what we do in life, you know? Yeah. Um, helps us to grow, grow and grow, Mm -hmm. grow, 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 grow. You, um, I want, I want to, Sharon, I want to also talk about the, I mean, we've talked a little bit here about it, but your artwork and um, I mean, I want people to everyone to see, I know your websites. Yeah, there it is. So good. Um, it's like that. Uh, see that picture that's on there. That's yes. inspired by you, Oh. you know, oh my God. Um, but it's also pretty out. I haven't updated it in like three years. Like yeah. since I started making shirts, I think there's only a few shirts on there. And so you're doing a lot of shirts. These shirts are so cool. They're, you're taking personalized orders for people. They want uh, an album cover, and you can do it. You make them an album cover. I don't do it anymore. Okay. Well, then scratch that. I would do it, but it's really – it takes a – I think it was really hard to – you know how it is like it's hard to get people to buy things for their what it's worth yes and like it would take me you know the cost of the supplies is not that much but it takes like between i would say the minimum i've spent on a shirt is probably six hours and the maximum has been like many hours for like an entire week um and then they have to dry, you have to heat press them and you have to wash them before you, you know, package them, mail them. And then buying the supplies, sometimes you run out of a marker or something. And I couldn't really like get people to, I did sell, I mean, I did sell a lot of them, but it was like hard to keep it as a thing. And then having a full-time job with how much time they take is like kind of hard, but yeah, basically any album cover, I would just recreate it with fabric markers. They're like these fabric markers that are sort of like paint yeah so they blend really nicely and um yeah i started doing things after that like concept art things and almost got arrested for a felony um did i tell you about that no (laughs) so i started doing these things where like i would get obsessed with something like for example i moved to fishtown and i got obsessed with this blue van in my neighborhood and I would just see it around. There's that blue van. There's that blue van. There's that blue van. It was this really nice blue, like, and it 
it was really long. It was like a 14 or 15 passenger, whatever there. And I never, I didn't know who drove it. I would see it driving around, but I could never really catch the person in it because I would be driving too. And I also didn't care. I just really liked the van. So I had this concept where I would just paint pictures of it and leave it, no name or anything, like on the van. And so I did that a bunch. And then I ended up um, finding out who the guy was who drove the van. And then I met him and that project was over. You know, like he like sort of, not he was fine and everything, which is like the idea was about me in this van. And then once I knew who was driving, it was like, now it's about, now you think it's about us. Yeah. And I don't, I it ruined it. So there then no I got, us. It's me and the there's man. no us. <laughs> well, I, I will go up to it. So I, I did another thing that I did, which I think some of them are on the website are, yes, there's this, um, there used to be this newspaper up in Fishtown and Port Richmond, um, in Northern Liberties here in Philadelphia, it was called the Spirit Newspaper. And I noticed that they didn't have an astrology section. Yes. So I just wrote them and I was like, can I write the astrology section? They were like, give me an example. So I did. And they were like, all right. And I'm not an astrologer. I literally just wrote about myself for yeah. 12 horoscopes a week. And I got paid $25 a month. <laughs> it was insane. The amount of work. It was like my whole week was writing these horoscopes and I got paid $25 a month. But... It was just a project I wanted to do. When that paper went under, I started some friends of mine uh, run this magazine. It's called Title Mag. It's an online art publication, of which there are two. This is title-mag.com, I think is what it is. Um, and that's theirs. And they do... And not the other title. We don't want to give them any business. No, not the other one. <laughs> they're stupid. Um, yeah, it's... I started doing it for them and I would do like a monthly drawing to go along with it. And the blue van, I think is one of them actually one of the months in the beginning. Oh. Um, and I called it tune in tune out. I, and it was no tune in, but it was T O O N. Yeah. Because yeah. they were like silly, you know, so like tune, tune in. Oh. And then I don't yes. know if you remember Brad, but there was a publication here in Philadelphia called the secret admirer. Yes. I and do. My friend David ran it. We had dinner one night and I told him that I was doing these horoscopes for free. And he was like, I'll pay you. And so he started putting them in his and I got paid from him, but also syndicated with Title Mag, which was awesome. So it was like nice. in two places. Yes. And then he died. Oh. Um, so this, the, it was just very sad. I mean, he was like an amazing person who oh, I didn't even know him very well but he really believed in me, you know, like he was like, I want you to do this, like, like acquaintances for years. And then he just made sure to pay me every month and didn't like say anything about them except like, they're great. Here's your money. Um, and he died last year. So oh. no more secret admirer. And I do like, uh, I know I've, I feel like I'm saying his name all the time on here, but Jesse did, uh, we could say has inspired me to, he's, he's the, Manahan. Anyway, Manahan. he he uh, has said, you know, I should syndicate them and stuff like in other papers, but I just never have. And then I agree with I think Jesse. this past year, I just haven't done much. I feel like I actually have done so much. Like I've taken care of all my plants and I learned some new skills. I got my studio, which I've been sewing again oh, yes. lately, which is nice and feels Yay. really good to do. Um, but yeah, I just, it, you know, it was a wild time to just spend many months in a 
very small two room third floor apartment. Yeah, and so, maybe and maybe not being creatively inspired, you know. Exactly. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Well, yeah, I, but I hope to yeah. get back into more of it. Well, I'm really excited for you too. Um because I love all of your art and everything that you, you you do, Sharon. And so like yeah, you know, for people to to see what you have to offer and you should totally syndicate that. I, oh, that'd be so great. They're great. They're so good. Jesse had um, a funny name for them once because they're like, they're basically die. Well, do you remember Rob Bresney? I think he still does. He used to write, well, he was syndicated in, I think it was the Philly Weekly. And yeah, I loved yeah. the way he would write his horoscopes because it would be like, here's a factual situation and here's advice for you. And I love that so much. So I would be like, here's a story of my life. Here's advice for you. But it was always about me. Like, yeah. I, or sometimes it would be a fact, like I did one about the year of no, what year was that? The year of no summer where it like snowed in PA. It was like I don't know, 200 years ago or something. Oh, wow. Maybe I, I'm like getting on my, I can't remember right now, but yeah, it was like a real thing that happened. And that's like my dream, you know, cause I hate summer. So <laughs> Dude. it could just snow in summer. That'd be so cool. <laughs> um, endless winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Well, that, that I think those are good good points to to follow on, and then yeah. So anyway, people need to watch what you're doing, update your your stuff so we can see it all. Yeah, I know. I gotta do that. That's oh, a good yeah. point. This will this will give you some impetus because because the rumor mills are churning. <laughs> they want to come and see sharing what's happening. Yeah. Um, I got a few questions for you to end here with. Okay. Um. Unless there's anything else you also like are remembering right now. I mean, I feel like with you, I, we could go on forever. That's the know? thing. Well, this so is the like thing. This is, this is the like first. I know. It's just, yeah, it's just like the first one. You know, that's what I like thinking is there because there is. There's just so much more we can go into. We could just go into. I wanted to give people context of on you right now, like who you are, and then you know we come back and we we'll do another one, and it's just like we can just go off on whatever we just go into the into the uh the the mire and the you know yeah. the deep the deep ocean to to see what comes out to listen to the whales yeah um Ooh. but a couple questions that i've been ending the shows with um one what was your favorite toy growing up huh my favorite toy growing up or just a favorite toy um i definitely loved my older brother's bike oh. i loved that was like my bike was cool but his was like you know he was like my idol growing up so it was like i remember when he would let me ride it it was like a big deal and i felt so cool yeah it was a yellow and blue huffy oh. it was like a yeah just a little huffy. road bike i loved it uh, I have very fond memories of him riding away from me on it and leaving me on my bike in parts of the neighborhood where I didn't know how to get back. Yes. <laughs> and then my mom <laughs> would make him come find me or something, or he would feel bad. But then when I, yeah, I think, I think that bike, like I still think about that bike a lot. Um, that seems like a, a good memory and a good toy. I like that you said bike. Cause it's definitely I guess it's like, not a toy. No, it's a, I, I consider that a toy. We rode a lot of bikes and skateboards and big wheels growing up. Yes, big wheels. We had an alley that had a, a, a hill on it. 
Oh yeah. So you could just like, it was just endless. And there were so many kids. Cause you know, I grew up in like row homes. Right. Right. So just awesome. pack the gym. And in the eighties, your parents were like, get out. We'll call. And then you would just wait for a mom to call your name and you would know it was time to go in for dinner. <laughs> That's kind of nice. Those, yeah. Those were nice times. Yeah. Um, favorite movie. Of all time. Yeah. Definitely The Wizard of Oz. I watch it. So, I mean, I want to say Grey Gardens, but that's sor sort of more like where I want to end up. So I watch it to like prep for that. <laughs> um, but definitely The Wizard of Oz. I don't like, I just love everything about it. And I want to say so many other movies, but I think like studies show I watch that movie more than any other one. The analytics are in. Yeah, it's You're true. You're watching Wizard of Oz more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a f pretty phenomenal movie. Yeah. There's so much. There's so many good songs and the costumes are amazing. And like, yeah, it's just like Technicolor. It's like, oh, God. It yeah. like, it's like heartbreaking every time. I love it so much. It is. I'm excited to get into that with my, with the little one here when she's old enough. And oh then all, yeah. And then also all the books and because I never read the books. Mm -hmm. I want to get into all the Oz ones. I, I didn't read all of them. I, I remember Wizard of Oz 2 was a Frusa book. I remember, I think of you with Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz or whatever. Return to Oz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a weird, oh, it's so strange. I think we yeah. watched it together once and you I remember you're like there's this part it's scary all the heads are screaming. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they're like all these heads in a room and like I think they the so, like a the body can wear or... any head or something. Yeah, the queen yeah. does that. It's, oh right, 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 right. Oh, it's so scary. Oh, it's so weird. Um, yeah. And, uh, so that's a good one. Good answer. Third question, this is a newer one. This is a little tougher. Favorite album? Um, of all time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're, this is like a hard question. Um, really, Rob and I ha have an ongoing debate. Well, he is an argument. It's not debate where we don't, we just don't agree where I, I think that Wu-Tang is better than the Beatles. And he thinks that the Beatles are the best band. Although he, we both love both of them. Wow. But Wow. I just, I like Wu-Tang better and like the whole uh, like excess. Um, so maybe, I don't know, 36 Chambers is really good. But then also like, I feel like The Cure, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, that's such a hard question. It's a tough one. I just added it in a few episodes yeah, ago and it's tough. so many... Because you kind of need a top 10. You need like, what's your favorite yeah, top like, 10? Yeah, like what do albums? I listen to now that yeah. I, like what, I, I feel like what I listen to now is not what I've always listened to as consistently as I, you know how like things will just change, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. I feel like right now I'm, I wouldn't say like, um, I don't know, like Robert Wyatt, uh, yeah. I don't, I actually don't, I love that I'm like either Wu-Tang Clan or Robert Wyatt <laughs> <laughs> or The Cure. That's um, great. Those are perfect. That's like a good snapshot though into, <laughs> into what the faves are. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. 
We can go with that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what yours is? I have a top 10 that I did uh, sometime maybe last year. Someone had, you know, one of those like Facebook things. They. Oh, right, right, right. And I, and I did it. And so I don't have a top one. I have a, those are, I feel pretty good about, but the top one album, I, phew, yeah, that would be a, that'd be tricky because it's changed a lot. And for a period of time, I'd say like, okay, yeah, like Pinkerton was, that mm, was it. Right. Um, but, you love but, Pinkerton. It's so good. Yeah. And the like, Blue Album. Like, I mean, yeah, gosh. I put them on there, but I would right now I wouldn't say that's my top one. You right. Know? Like when I said The Cure, I was like, Three Imaginary Boys is definitely my favorite album. But then I was like, no, but is it? You know, it's tricky. I mean, why am I not saying Bjork? Right. There you go. I, I, I don't know. It's like so hard. It's a brain that's buster. Such a hard, it is a brain buster. Um. Well, I listen, we're going to have to do more of these. This will be a series, a Sharon series <laughs> that comes up. And uh, yeah, I'm be, be excited to see. We should do one where I interview you. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Maybe when you're back or something, we could do one like in the yard. Sure. I don't sure. know if we'll have a good set. It looks like your setup is pretty good and it it's, sounds good. It is good. I, I'm trying to figure out the mobile thing when I go away to see if I can, yeah. uh, you know, I'll do some of the ones I'll do in like the, you know, uh, the studio with some that are coming up. I won't say who, but it's uh, there'll be a studio one, and then uh, but it'd be fun to have it just a mobile unit where I like at home here. I do it in the on the front porch yeah. or in the yard, and uh, but it, are you going to be driving? No, flying. Oh, okay. That's why I, if I had yeah, that, I could can. just have the whole thing in. A couple Somebody of here has got to have something you could use. You yeah, know, like... I can I can bring a few of my things and have it so that we could do it because it'd be so much fun to do it at the yard there and just like yeah. Hey, no, in person, do uh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. could just come. Are you, you're, I assume you're probably gonna stay at your mom's a lot of the time. I think so. Like, people yeah. could just come visit you there. But now, people know if they're listening yeah. to this, they want to come over, say hi. <laughs> now, everybody knows, but they don't know the dates, <laughs> right? Right, right. That's, I do, you do. I Let's do. see, you wrote them down. That's it, right uh -huh. there. Those are the dates. <laughs> There's your name. <laughs> Brad. That's it, Brad. Right under Nathan. Look how sloppy they both are. <laughs> can you even see it? I, I do. Oh, no, I okay. do now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. good. Um, well, listen, Shara, this has been awesome. Yeah. So good to see you. And, yeah, uh, so good to see you too. I can't wait to see you in person soon. It's been I know. Kind of, it's kind of funny doing it like this because I know we're, you know, we're doing on uh, the phone, but it's just just how it works. Got to yeah. do them when I can and then um, yeah. we'll just do more. More, more, more. More, um, more. Yeah, so so fun to hang out, and uh, I can't wait to see you in person. Same. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Say hi to the fam for me. All right. Bye. Bye. Me and Shar 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 and me talking together, so fancy free. Hmm, that's about as much as the poem I can think of right now. It was so sweet seeing Sharon and it's always sweet. It's always just so nice to, um, to catch up. See, after the show, there are all these other things I remember and it just goes to show we need another show together. I'm just even remembering something right now off the top of my head is that Sharon introduced me to the movie, The Forbidden Zone, which is... An extraordinary film, if you've not seen that. Danny Elfman's first, I think it's his first movie scoring, scoring movie. His brother made it. 
oh man, I'm not going to look it up. I, I think that's correct. I'm going off of my own hardwired circuitry, aka my brain, to see if that's correct. But the Forbidden Zone is it's wild, wild, weird movie. Super cool. And Sharon introduced me to that. That was extremely um, influential on um, the Hollow Earth musical that I wrote. Yeah, so just another another drop in the bucket for Sharon. Another funny little like synchronicity of this show is that as we were recording, right somewhere in the middle, my buddy Marty Zinkel called. I saw that he called while we were doing this. It wasn't at the exact part that we were trying to tell the story of him throwing up, but pretty close to it. So another little like, you know, synchronicity that Sharon and I have coming through, coming down the the chain here. And we have been cleared to tell that story. So I will wait for Sharon to tell that with me next time. I don't feel like I could do it justice alone. In fact, maybe we should have a bonus episode just devoted to that story and have Marty on as well. Me, Marty, and Sharon. Wow, how about that? Um, Yeah, super cool. Glad to be here with you. Glad all over. I think that's a Fleetwood Mac song. I don't know if it is, but it's a great title for a song. Glad all over. That feeling you get when uh, everything just feels great. I I get it. I get that feeling with, um, I'm sure people get that feeling doing other things. But but this is when, when I hear a song that just like hits all the right spots and mm, it just feels so good also happens during creation of songs and it's like ah that's the right thing right there that's just the right spot for that that's the right sound i hope you get that feeling in whatever it is you do it's a good feeling it's a glad all over feeling so let's all be glad all over as this show is over Thanks a lot, everyone. I'll see you next time. Yeah.